When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are very excited to be broadcasting to you live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Everybody just relax. <laughs> this is the Rich Eisen Show. What in the world happened with Stefan Diggs? The Rich Eisen Show. This couldn't have been put to bed completely where if something similar doesn't happen on the first Monday night in front of the whole country. ESPN's probably going to have a camera isolated on Diggs the oh. whole game. Today's guests, ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, live in Los Angeles, California, live on the Roku Channel. And this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate and Sirius XM and Odyssey and our podcast listeners. We say hello to you whenever you want to listen to this show and catch up with us all three hours, the Cumulus Podcast Network. You can also catch this show when we're off the air re-airing all the time on channel 210 the roku channel we're available to see all our clips on our youtube page youtube.com slash rich eisen show the rich eisen show collection page a fancy way of saying there's a video on demand service with our roku channel relationship it's nba draft day happy nba draft day to you christopher brockman happy nba draft day to you i'm very happy today i'm sure you are jason feller is sitting in for mike del tufo who's doing that thing yeah, that, that well, one the, thing. Well, the, so- the, no, the pre-soccer. Good to see you, Feli. <laughs> Always good to, good see, to you. see you. Uh, TJ Jefferson, uh, light the candles, sir. It's NBA draft day. Light candles it. lit. My team has made no progress in getting better from last season, and I don't know what to think. Well, which team is that? Well, you know, the Clippers in this sense. Well, we left, we, 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 we left the uh, facility yesterday thinking, thinking you were getting Malcolm Brogdon, yeah. uh, and instead enough. you're not. So we're not. Uh, not and, Brockman, and Brockman's still getting Chris Tapp's Porzingis. How did they do this, Rich? How do you get Porzingis and two first-round draft picks? I don't understand. Because the Wizards this. are having a for-sale sign. The the they Everything the must go. Is there another Wembenyana coming out next year? I think they should have done this last season. I, I, honestly, like this is uh, this is fascinating to me that Beal and Porzingis go within a week of each other. But it, Porzingis is done, though, right? They're still hey, they got putting Mike the Mascala. finishing touches on right. on. Uh, Bradley Beal um, and the Wizards and the Celtics needed a third team in um, and uh, it was the Clippers when we left yesterday and then take the Clippers out and Malcolm Brogdon still on the team from Boston and put the Grizzlies in and instead of Brogdon being shipped out it's Marcus Smart um, who is uh, one of the most prominent Celtics one would say of the last decade maybe the heart and soul Maybe Chris. Of this team, a defensive player of the year, as we yeah. know. Uh, but Porzingis is coming to town. 
because the Wizards want all of the big contracts off their ledger. And Bobby Marks, the longtime front office executive who's part of ESPN's draft coverage tonight, he'll be joining us in hour number two. We'll, we'll ask him, what, what's up with this? What's up with that? Because why would the – I guess the Wizards thought, let's try it one more time with Wembanyama out there, or do you get rid of all these guys a year in advance and – Give yourself a little bit better shot to get Wembanyama, and and of course the the pushback from that might be, well, uh, we got three of the four numbers right. Remember that <laughs> it came down to the Spurs yes, of the Wizards. That's right. Because the first three numbers of ping pong balls of the four number combination came out Spurs Wizards, and then the last eleven ping pong balls. The Wizards actually had more of a shot at mm-hmm. Wembanyama, and the ping pong ball came out Spurs. And the Wizards wow. don't get Wembanyama tonight, and they don't have Porzingis anymore, and they don't have Beal anymore. And what they're doing is raising it down to the ground, and the DC fans will be like, "Tell me a story I haven't heard about their basketball team in town," and the Celtics. Adding Porzingis to Brogdon and Time Lord, I imagine, will still have a role on this team. And, you know, Beal, uh, I mean, and, and Brown and Tatum. But I, I do want to give you the floor on Marcus Smart. I know you love this guy. Love so. Marcus Smart. Rich, you love uh, Dame Lillard like a son, and I love Marcus Smart uh, like a younger brother. Uh, nine seasons with Boston, nine trips to the playoffs. And the list of Celtics who have done that, it's names you, you know. It's Russell, it's Kuzi, it's, it's the all-time greats. Uh, this guy came in and was kind of the start uh, of the rebirth uh, of Boston in the last, last few seasons. Uh, Defensive player of the year. Uh, he loved being a Boston Celtic, and the fans loved him. Everything he did in the community. Uh, his mom passed away from cancer, so he was big in the New England uh, children's cancer research and visits to the hospitals. This guy left everything out on the floor. Was he frustrating at times? Yeah, absolutely. He was the ultimate no, 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 yes guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he played through injury. He was tough, but you know he did a lot of things that were super frustrating. If he was... Uh, not on your team, you probably hated him, but you loved him when he was on your team. He really deserved to be part of Banner 18, uh, the team that brought another championship to Boston. He deserved it. He played that hard and that well. Uh, I wanted him to be a Celtic for life and get his number retired. But, you know, sometimes change is important. And it's feel, it felt like the last couple of seasons, coming up short in the NBA Finals and this year against Miami, that the team had kind of reached its ceiling with Smart as a key cog. And it was kind of time to make a change and, and get some new blood in there uh, around Tatum and Brown. And I'm excited about Porzingis. This is a guy who had a great year last year. Uh, career high in scoring. Uh, only three players in the NBA, TJ, averaged over 20 points and a block and a half per game. Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Kristaps Porzingis. This is a guy who can defend the rim, rebound, and stretch it out and shoot threes. Uh, add him with Al Horford and Robert Williams. Grant Williams, if he stays, and Malcolm Brogdon. This is a really good team. Celtics are now the betting favorite to win the NBA well, title because of this. I, uh, the NBA title. I, I think the East. Certainly the news that Chris Middleton is going to opt out. And, and the Bucks. I just, up, but yeah. you never know. Never know. I think they're the best team in the East. You could make that case with all due respect to the Heat, and we'll see if they add Lillard. Then we'll obviously change the conversation on that. Maybe. 
Doesn't seem like but, that's uh, likely. You but, you know, with, with uh, Tatum, Brown, and Porzingis, that's a heck of a troika, certainly with the Suns using too. another Washington Wizard to create their own troika in, in, um, in Phoenix. And I feel for the Wizard fans, you know. I mean, yeah. they're like, we don't even get Marcus Smart, who I have to say, because you brought out about who Smart is. He's been on this show before. We loved him. Loved him. He, he, he was talking about, you know, his mom passing mm-hmm. away due to cancer and talking about how everyone needs to get screened for cancer. And he also, as you talked about what he did in the community, I'm wondering if his first phone call is to Morant saying, hey, let's meet. Let's talk. And I think that he is a terrific player for them to add. Agree. Uh, I think that is a great guy to pair in the backcourt with Morant and have him do his thing, do his Marcus Smart thing. I thought that was a a terrific – I mean, whatever happened with the Clippers where they're like, we're out, unless they wanted to still be in – and the Grizzlies stepped up and added whatever the Wizards wanted to add to the equation. Or I, I don't know what this, how the Clippers fell out and the Grizzlies came in. But it is to the Grizzlies' um, benefit to get Marcus Smart. I thought that was a, a great move. And I feel for the yeah. Wizard fans out there are like, we give up Porzingis and Beal and we get Landry Shamit. And Not watch Ty the Jones best piece and... coming out of Boston for this trade go to somebody else. Chris Paul, Chris Paul's gone. For sure. I mean, pick swaps or whatever. <laughs> that ain't going to put fannies in the seats. No. I just from that... a Memphis perspective, uh, real quick, it's like, what did that team need this year? Needed some maturity, needed some adults on the floor. And yeah. that's what Dwarkus Smart is. And if he can be a mentor for John Moran, whatever be. he's going through, like that is perfect a perfect situation memphis fans are going to love marcus smart remember when tony allen left boston and went to memphis and was a defensive stalwart hustle guy heart guy you're getting that times 10 with with marcus fans are going to love him and sad to see him go it's kind of a bummer of a day but i do think boston won the trade and i do think they got better today and and so i'm excited for the for the new era no doubt and i think with the clippers it was a medical issue that kind of raised some red flags with them. So that's why they kind well, of. And, and, and Brockton, of, I think, would have precluded Chris Paul, who I think is their best move. Getting Chris Paul back. You know how much you love him. But Rich, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll love him for, you know, the three and a half months that he's available. So then Trey Mann will play. I mean, uh, Terrence Mann will play, who I, I think is amazing. He should have played. Yeah. Last year. I think he's great. Unless he's got to go for, for Chris. I don't know. Hey, let me tell you, Clippers fans will revolt. Clippers fans love Terrence, man. Yeah, as, as well you should. Um, so, Bobby Marks is going to join us. PJ Carlissimo is going to join us in about 10 minutes' time. He's also part of the uh, worldwide leader coverage of the draft. Also from Westwood One Radium, our partners. And one of the reasons why I want to talk to him is I don't think enough time is being spent on who's coaching Victor Wembanyama. I mean, I did tweet out that, you know, Greg Popovich was popping open his finest French red on the night mm-hmm. of the lottery. And, uh, you know, and everyone is talking about how perfect match. And it, it clearly is. But I just 
I just think it's so rare what we're going to see become official tonight. Someone of Greg Popovich's resume and standing at this late stage of his career. Again, he's 74 years old if you just want to talk about age. But at this advanced stage of his career, with the most wins in the history of the NBA for a coach in the regular season, 1,366 games, 2,127 games as head coach of the Spurs since he took over for Bob Hill in the middle of the 1996 season. 696-97 season, right? That he took over in the middle of that. And then that season was such a disaster in the end, wondering if Popovich could do it. And the Spurs draft Tim Duncan first overall. (laughs) And the rest is history. And he's the one who molds Tim Duncan into a first ballot, no-brainer, one of the best players in the history of the NBA Hall of Famer, with David Robinson also at the same time. And then moving forward with, we all know, some of the best championship teams that we've seen in the last 20-some-odd years, certainly with international players like Tony Parker, who, who's, uh, I guess, signing paychecks for Victor Wembanyama in, in Paris. Mm-hmm. And now Vic, the 19-year-old, is coming to the NBA. And who is the one who's coaching him? But Greg Popovich at age 74. And the question is, is, does this extend his career as long as he wants? How much longer would he do it? And I don't know if this is going to be stuff that PJ talks about, but he knows Popovich very well. And I'm, I'm just wondering about what Popovich is going to do, how to coach him. And talk about... You know, bookends. Tim Duncan is his first draft choice as the full-time head coach of the Spurs. And now his latest will be Victor Wembanyama. It's it's akin to Bill Belichick this coming season somehow getting Caleb Williams. (laughs) And I, I I don't even know if Caleb Williams is on par with Victor Wembanyama. We're just talking about apples to apples being individuals who are identified as surefire successful players, the least risk, highest upside type players to be drafted first overall, with all due respect to Drake May, who's going to be a heck of a number two overall draft choice. And that's going to be the conversation next spring. And I'll just throw this out here too. There will be a point where maybe Drake May's number one overall. There'll be that oh, point no, as oh, well man. in the get ready in the churning <laughs> for sure of the NBA the NFL draft for sure evaluation season. But I, I I don't think enough time has been just landing on the concept. Greg Popovich at age seventy four, the winningest coach in the history of the NBA, one of the most successful to do it in any sport, is getting Victor Wembanyama tonight and will be the one to when Wembanyama years from now we assume will be as successful as we expect him to be years from now when he's talking potentially in Springfield Mass is what we're all obviously projecting 
it'll be Pop, who was his first coach. Oh, yeah. And, and the setup, the Spurs can start now. Like, who will succeed Popovich for Wembanyama's second half, maybe, of his career or three quarters of his career? Like, this is the Spurs tonight are setting up shop in a manner that I can't recall a team having an opportunity to set up shop. Currently long-term, together, it's really amazing. And that's why I wanted to bring PJ on to talk a little bit about it. What other analogy can we give out there, right? Like back in the day if Scotty Bowman got Gretzky, you know what I mean? Like hey, you're trying to think of older coaches you know what I mean? but At massively the, successful. Massively successful. You know, all time greats in their sport. Don Shula got Marino, right? But didn't but win any but didn't win. Well that's the Super Bowl. Well, this is what we're gonna have to discuss right. about what well, look to see what's happening. But you know, like that's Si- these are the similarities yeah, baseball, that are really out work, there. But. You know? You're going to Coach K at the end of his career, getting some of the players he got at the end, maybe. Uh, I mean, obviously, college basketball is a little bit different. You're recruiting. Yes. Um, Nick Saban, I mean, again, a re- recruiting situation. Correct. I guess you got to talk professional yeah, sports I have no here. idea. It's, it's like, you it know, like, kind of like you said, Belichick getting Caleb Williams or a couple got, years ago, Trevor Lawrence. Correct. You know, these guys who we think are – just surefire locks yes. for successful Unicorns careers. Unicorns coming out of college. Yeah or, yeah, or someone at the end of the career who would have gotten Andrew Luck or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen this before. 74, i got to wonder how much longer he's going to do it. As five, long as he wants. Five more years, I don't know, until he passes it on to somebody else. Maybe Steve Kerr comes back to San Antonio. Oh, baby. After Curry retires. Coach Bud came from there. He's, you know. Yeah, who knows? It's crazy. I mean, I hope everything works out. Well, this is the plan. This is the stuff that they're probably talking about. How much longer do you want to do it, Pop? They're talking about it. He'll talk about it. And then he'll, like Bruce Arians, try and set up his next. Right. 100%. His his successor. Like, that's all coming home the roost tonight. Fun night. So let's take a break. PJ Carlissimo will join us to give us his two cents on that. We have so much more to talk about. Aaron Rodgers um, had an interesting evening last night Mm -hmm. in front of a microphone. Uh, we'll hit that. Mike Florio will join us from Pro Football right. Talk. Um, George Steinbrenner's son talked about the current state of the Yankees. I <laughs> want to chime in on all of that. I can't wait. And then that. there's you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. When we come back, PJ Carlissimo from the Worldwide Leader in Sports. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, our terrestrial radio audience will join in just a couple minutes' time, but let's pop him on since we only have about 10-some-odd minutes with him. He's the great P.J. Carlissimo, longtime coach of Seton Hall, and of course... We all know many teams in the National Basketball Association, including my uh, my Knicks, PJ Carlissimo, part of ESPN's draft coverage. How are you, sir? Excellent, Rich. How are you? Good I miss with you. I miss talking to you. I forgot to mention Wagner College, obviously, in the great crime sales section. We've got to get that Staten Island plug on, in there. Come on now. You've had you've had dinner in Danino's many times, I'm sure, right in Staten Island. Absolutely. King of Staten Island. That's the Roadhouse. I, I lived That's there the for six years, for sure. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. So, um, one of the many reasons why I wanted to have you on tonight, PJ, is, is your relationship with, with Greg Popovich. Um, you know, did you speak with him the night or just connect with him after he got the night he got Wembanyama that they won the lottery? Any sense Not of his reaction? I've talked to him a couple times. He uh, he called me. He was over and uh, went over to Europe, and then he actually was in Italy with his uh, grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he uh, called me to give me a hard time. I, I think he said he started with a text like, "I'm in Italy and you're not." That was the way it started. <laughs> nice, uh, but. Uh, no, we, we've talked. We haven't talked a ton about Victor. Obviously, we talked about the fact that they got him and, and uh, all that, but we didn't talk about you know how, how it would be. And uh, I got a chance to spend a week with them this mm-hmm. year. This was the 50th anniversary of the Spurs franchise, mm. so they brought back all the old old heads like myself. And mm-hmm. I, I did three of their games uh, at Chicago, at Toronto, and at Detroit. So I got to spend a week with he and the staff and the team, and it was great. And Obviously, well before the Victor thing became, I knew it was a possibility. But um, he liked this young team. He likes the young guys he's got. Oh, there's no uh, doubt about it, PJ. Right up out there next year with Sohan and Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson and uh, Victor probably at four and Zach Collins at five. I mean, it, you know, he really has got McDermott. He's got a lot of good pieces. The problem is they're young. It's hard to win with young guys, and they were banged up. They missed a ton of time this year, but they will be dramatically improved, um, but very, very young. But the the key is he really enjoyed Like He wouldn't stay in if he didn't like it. He really liked that team last year, despite the fact that they weren't very competitive in terms of winning games. But um, obviously when you get Victor, um, that, that kind of maybe sparks your interest a little bit again. He did okay. The, the other two number ones he had were David Robinson yes. and uh, Tim Duncan, he did okay with those two, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's going to do okay with Victor also. That's why you're part of the draft coverage, P.J. Carlissimo, is because you, you, you have such great insight like that. P.J. Carlissimo here on the on the Rich Eisen Show. But uh, what, what sense did did he give you uh, about 
uh, Victor Wembanyama when when you you it's, just texted with Pop. It's unbelievable to hear not just Pop but the people in the you know that that could see him a number of times during the year and and ironically I mean let's start with as a coincidence he plays last year uh, in Osvell uh, in, in Lyon uh, team there owned by Tony Parker uh, so I mean there, there's there's a former Spur with I think four or five championships and obviously a young came here a young French player. Uh, and, and played for Pops. I mean, who better to tell him, hey, this is what it's going to be like, A, playing in the NBA, B, playing for San Antonio, C, playing for Greg Popovich. And then this, this year, uh, he's playing for the Mets, uh, owned by Boris Diaw, who also won a championship. Another French player who won a championship playing for Pops. So um, I think he comes in. He was really excited. You could tell that mm-hmm. the day of the lottery when uh, the Spurs got the number one pick how excited Victor was himself. And the thing that keeps coming back to me from the people in the, in San Antonio who have seen him and talked to him and obviously, you know, watched him play a bunch this year, primarily over in, in France, they say he's a really grounded young guy. Like he's not, you know, like an airhead. He's not somebody full of himself or anything. He knows he's got a lot to learn. Uh, he's very, very comfortable with himself. His family's done a good job. His parents did a really good job raising him. And he's going to fit in like the glove. You know what San Antonio's like in terms of the kind of people Pop wants. I mean, they used to use the expression all the time. We sat in that uh, video room or the meeting room with the team more times at the at, at the end of the year when we would be talking about a draft. And it was R.C. Buford and the front office people that were making the decision along with Pop, but the coaches would be there. And somewhere in the discussion, that someone would always say, can he be a spur? which meant is he going to put up with being pushed, being demanding, being unselfish, playing defense, and check your ego at the door. And that always came up. And with Victor, they said right from the beginning, this guy's a delightful young guy. He's going to fit in. He's perfect. He is a spur. He's the kind of guy that they want there. So before you even talked about what a great shot blocker he was and how well he shot the ball and, you know, the things he does at seven four and a half, seven five which are breathtaking, was was the person himself. And they just said, we love him. He's just really a nice, easygoing guy. He doesn't think he's got all the answers. He wants to be pushed. He wants to be, you know, be a good player. I can't imagine he's not going to take advantage of it. And no knowledge of this whatsoever. But TV still lives there. Timmy still lives right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in the gym working out all the time. I mean, you know, I mean, what a resource to have guys like that you sit down and, and talk to, like, you know, what's it like to be one of the best players in the history of the game? Uh, you know, what's it like playing for Pop? What's San Antonio like? It, it's it's amazing. And, you know, when everybody said, wow, how lucky Pop was, isn't this great? For sure, and as is San Antonio. But I got news for you, which I really believe how lucky Victor is. He couldn't have had, in my opinion, a better situation to come into playing with these other young guys a little bit off the beaten track. They're not going to be able to minimize the expectations and all the hoopla, but believe me, it's a lot easier to deal with in San Antonio uh, than, than it, it would be in a, a number of other cities in the league. So it, it's a, it appears from the outside to be a really nice two-way street. Well, in terms uh, of... Yeah, obviously and, great for the Spurs, but I think very good for Victor. Well, then in terms of just a couple more questions for you, PJ, because I know your sure. time is your time is limited. Um, so how do you think Greg Popovich will coach this kid? Like, what's his plan, knowing him and knowing the organization and knowing 
what he's done well, with, with he'll, top he'll talent. Find out what Victor's like. Like what what is he ready for? What is he not ready for? Um, you know, how many minutes is he going to be able to play? How, you know, is he going to be a focal point of the offense, or is he going to be, you know, one or two or three options? For sure, he's going to take advantage of the shot blocking. I mean, that, that, that's one of the many skills he has that that are just way above average. I mean, I've always felt can't really teach shot blocking. You know, you, you obviously you need the skills to begin with, and he's got that. You know, in spades. I mean, you can't be longer, more athletic. Uh, you know, have better time than Victor has, but he's a really gifted shot blocker. He sees the floor. He sees it from the weak side. I mean, it's, you know, that alone, that skill alone is going to allow him to be a major contributor this year. Before you even start talking about he's a way above average shooter. He's got a really good stroke. He needs to improve his shot selection. There's no question. You know, he takes off balance shots. He takes tough shots with the, you know, for the Mets. I mean, he led the league in scoring and rebounding and blocked shots. So he had to kind of do everything for that team. He won't have to do everything for the Spurs. You know, he'll be, he's going to be with some other very talented young players also. So, um, but I I think it's going to be, it'll be a learning curve. Um, for Pop and the team, too, because they're not sure what he's going to be. Like, how much can we put on his plate? Is he just going to thrive the way Duncan did when he came in? You know, again, Timmy, four years at Wake Forest, right. the best player uh, in college basketball. Victor has a, an edge because he's played for three years in a professional league. You know, French league outside the United States is probably one of the top three. So he's been playing against men. He's been playing against professionals for a while. He's not coming in like a 19-year-old college kid in the States would be coming in. Um, I, I wouldn't quite equate it to the four years that, that Timmy uh, Timmy was older and, and the schedule that he had played in the ACC and been the best player in college basketball and getting a chance to play with David Robinson and some of the guys that were already there. That was a tremendous advantage. Uh, but Victor's not coming in. Like, don't think he's like a 19-year-old American kid who you know hasn't played against men the last three years, hasn't been in a professional league. So uh, he's gonna he's bringing some things to the table that uh, your average 19-year-old is, is not going to. So, and I think that'll be the learning curve for Pop. Like, how much you know do we want him to shoot a bunch of threes? Are we gonna post him up at all? Are we gonna let him when he gets a rebound bring the ball up the court? Because he did that for the Mets and he did it well. I mean, like he got a rebound and he dribbles the ball up the court and he's making bounce passes or throwing the ball ahead to the wing. So um, all of that, I think will be learned. Um, you know, I, I think they don't know. And again, watching him play for the Mets is not going to be the same as what it's going to be like in San Antonio. He'll be a totally different player mid season, late season than he is in October and November. They'll still be learning in October, and November, what he can do. He'll be learning, you know, what he can do. How many minutes can they play him? Um, all those things will just be, you know, the, the normal rookie uh, learning curve that, that, you know, Pop has with any of them. But I think that this guy, the expectations that, you know, they'll be, they will be pushing a little bit. The strength thing is going to take time. There's no question. I mean, I was lucky enough to coach Kevin Durant when he was a rookie in, in Seattle in 07, 08. And the first, when you look at him the first time, you go, my God, he's like, he's so thin. How's he going to be able to play? Well, guess what? Uh, he's, he's obviously thriving and he had a frame that just never put it on. I would, I would, you know, Victor is going to be significantly stronger and will put weight on, uh, you know, in, in the next couple of years, he's, a, he's a young guy, but that strength is, is going to be a problem. And, and in a strange way, when you're seven, five, like the angles, it's hard to get the leverage. And, you know, I mean, can you imagine like smaller guys trying to box them out where they're going to be hitting them and stuff. Um, Victor knows that already. He knows his body, but, um, clearly, 
um, getting him stronger uh, and getting him used to the kind of guys of the strong physical players that he, that he is going to play against. The good news is he doesn't have to play center. You know, Zach Collins will play center or Bassey. They have other good young big 6'10", 6'11", more physical than him. They're smaller. But, I mean, I, I, you know, is he going to be down inside sometimes? Yes, but he's also – he can go away from the basket. You know, he can switch on a pick and roll. He can trap. I mean, he can do some things that you just don't think somebody 7'5 can do. You know, this isn't a big plotting big that, oh, when they get him out away from the basket, we're going to – you know, it's going to, it's going to be a nightmare. No, it, it's not going to be. He's a – just a spectacular athlete. And again, that it's going to take time to learn NBA defense and learn to play with his teammates and all the different things that San Antonio will do defensively. But when you're starting where he's starting with these unbelievable gifts that he's, you know, that he has, Hmm. um, it's going to really be fun to watch. Me too. I'm, I'm with you, PJ. So last one for you. And I know you're putting, I'm putting yourself, you, I'm putting you in a position of talking for Greg Popovich, which nobody should do or or, or does and, okay. And Bob would be he'd tell me he'd probably tell you I'm the last one he wants. I hear you, you know, but I want to put sure. two things together here of what you said at the outside of our outset of our conversation. Uh, one is that you know he wouldn't be doing it, meaning coaching, if he didn't already like a lot of the young players that he did have already before Wembanyama dropped in his lap. So that's one thing. And then two, normally somebody who is. Uh, 74 years old, texts a friend saying, I'm in Italy and you're not because they're retired, you know, because they're in Italy because that's what they want to do with their lives because they can, because they love wine and they love food and they love life. So my question for you is, does Victor Wembanyama extend Greg Popovich's career more than he probably was thinking about at this point last year, PJ? My opinion, yes, but it will clearly be a function of how much he enjoys it is he going to enjoy it as much as it would seem you know wow this is going to be great coaching him or is he you know going to want to spend more time with his grandchildren uh you know and say you know what uh, let, let somebody else do it let you know let one of our young guys or um i i my opinion is yes just because all i'm hearing about if everything i'm hearing about victor is true Pop is going to love coaching him, and he still likes to coach. I mean, he still enjoys coaching. He wouldn't be coaching now. I used to say he's going to quit. He was going to quit. People used to ask me as if I knew hmm. what when he was going to retire. I said he's either going to quit when Timmy quits. Timmy walks out. He's going to walk out, win a championship, and that's it. Or he'll coach till he's ninety. Now I don't think hmm. he's actually going to coach till he's ninety, but I, 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 he likes it. He's still enjoying it. So as long as he continues to enjoy it, yes. I do think it'll extend his career a little bit. I do think it's going to be great to watch. And, uh, you know, it's like, I mean, how about like having, like you said, falls in your lap. How about a chance to, wow, um, instead of rebuilding with all these young guys, how about if we just maybe jumpstarted a little bit by giving you, you know, maybe the the best guy to come into the league in 10 or 15 years. Uh, Why don't you try it with him? So uh, I hope it's going to be as great as experience as as it would appear to be for pop okay and uh last one for you pj um tonight when the blazers are on the clock third overall it's either brandon miller or scoot henderson a lot of people think it is going to be scoot what do you think damian lillard how how he how this choice or the blazers choice tonight uh is going to land with him and and reverberate into the free agency i i don't know no knowledge of it whatsoever but it would seem to me that uh, Dame wants to compete. 
He wants to compete for titles. He wants to win. He wants to be back in the playoffs. He wants to be doing that. Uh, a young guy, other than Victor, is not going to uh, accelerate that process. Uh, I love Scoot. I like Brandon. Whichever guy does fall to them, particularly if they don't make a, any kind of trade or anything like that. But, no, I, I think that's going to be concerning for uh, for Damian, uh, another young guy. Like, that's not, that's not going to get them significantly closer to where he wants to be. PJ, you're the best. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, let's do this more often. You be well. You be well. Thanks again. You too, Rich. Thank you. Great being with you. Right back at you. PJ Carlissimo. Perfect guest on a day like today with Victor Wembanyama going to San Antonio where he was an assistant under Pop for so many years. We have now heard... How many... We've lost track, right, on the number of reporters, observers, longtime coaches in the league in the association talking about Victor Wembanyama and how transformational he appears to be, right? Mm -hmm. We've lost track on that, correct? So many. What PJ Carlissimo just said, I think when anybody else asks you if, if they need this information, how good is this kid? What he just said, I've never heard before. We'll never hear again. He's 7'5". And P.J. Carlissimo said about a 7'5 guy, he doesn't even have to play center. (laughs) What? They've got a 6'10 guy. they got a 6'11 guy who's a little bit more suited for that position. (laughs) He said that about a 7'5 human. As a matter of fact, you'd be doing him a disservice if you just peg him as a center and stick him down low. Can he go down there? Sure, he can. He just said that. <laughs> did you, Kat, did that hit you? It did not. He said that, and I almost followed up on the spot. I'm like, just think about what you just said, yeah, PJ. That's a way homer. 7-5, and he doesn't even have to play center. Okay. Goes back to the Ralph Sampson thing. He played sure. the four. Akeem played the five. Right. Also, Come on. Also, I've heard that he lies about his age because he doesn't want to be seen as uh, his height. So he doesn't want to be seen as that tall. No, I'm really seven one. Not Are too, you sure? No, please. You're seven five. <laughs> yeah. There's one thing you can, you can lie about your weight. <laughs> you can lie like, about your age. Yeah. One thing you can't lie about is your height. Because we could see it. Have Kevin knows, Durant does it. Kevin Durant's of, like, I'm 6'10". Really, you're probably a seven lot of guys, yeah, Kevin Durant has to be 7'1", first of all. Yeah. A lot of guys, we were talking about Bill Walton earlier. He would never admit that he was 7 foot. He'd always be like, I'm 6'11". But everyone's yeah. like, Bill, you're like 7'1". Well, because I guess guys uh, in that position don't want to be pegged. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But this guy, he's 7'5", <laughs> and a beautiful thing. He doesn't even have to play center. <laughs> oh, okay. Right? <laughs> Oh, man. And how many times did PJ catch you when he said he played for the Mets? Oh, TJ. Yeah. I was like, wait, I was like, wait a minute. Wait, wait. I mean, we saw him throw the, the Mets for the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yankees. Hey, the way the Mets are playing, might as well. They need them. They need them. There's a lot of Mets fans speaking French these days. <laughs> yeah. Well done. That's nice. You know, it's what I do. That's nice. <laughs> and humble, too. <laughs> oh, there's an I and Rich and Eisen, sir. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, and I want to talk about what's going on in the city of New York a little bit here. 
The Mets? No, the Yankees. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. (laughs) Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. aware, but you going to Yale was brought up on game two of the NBA Finals. No way. Yes, because... Was it the part where the Cavs were really losing at the end? No, it's not that. (laughs) It's not that. No. It's that uh, Jeff Van Gundy, who was on the broadcast, said he went to school with you. No way. In a class. Do you... Sorry, Jeff. Don't remember you. (laughs) You weren't that memorable. (laughs) You don't remember Mm -hmm. Jeff Van Gundy? I'm afraid I don't. I'm afraid I don't. Because the reverse is, is true. <laughs> no. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I so know. your phone wasn't lighting up from friends saying No, hey. I wish I'd seen it. I wish I'd seen him. I would have been able to see his face and maybe, you know. But well, I, was, I mean, uh, I think we could. Can we bring up a picture of Jeff yeah. Van Gundy? I don't know. So just stroll down memory lane here. Wait, the one oh. in the middle is Jeff Van Gundy. Does that, does that ring a bell that to you? That rings no bell whatsoever. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jeff. <laughs> no class reunions at all between Jody Foster and Jeff Van Gundy. Okay. Okay. We noticed you mentioned on the air that uh, you were classmates with Jody Foster at Yale. Yeah, and then you cheap shot at me afterwards. No, I don't know. I don't like, know. Like, she brought her on and, and just feigned total indifference to my existence in the world. It was a setup. <laughs> I, I mean, our freshman year, there was 12 guys on the floor. We all threw in $100 and said, hey, the first guy that gets a date with Jody Foster, you win the money. I'm coming back from the gym in the early fall, and there's a candy shop right outside the big quad for freshmen. The popcorn is popping. It smells great. And from behind me, someone goes, man, that popcorn smells good. And I turn around, and it's her. <laughs> and I totally choke, and I say, yeah, yeah, and I run to my dorm. Right? <laughs> I was scared. I was intimidated by it. Cheap shot at Jeff Van Gundy. That's Got funny. it. That's Back here funny. on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. It's all furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just simply stop by. Shams has a tweet. So what's going on? Shams has a tweet. Sharania? Shams Sharania has a tweet, Rich. We of got a up new and Adams fame? Of Up and Adams fame. Yeah, okay. you may have seen him there. Uh, according to his sources, Scoot Henderson is now gaining hey! serious momentum at number two to the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets have been torn over the last week between Scoot and Brandon Miller. 
Final team meetings today to settle on the decision. So you, that begs the question. Well, we all Mitch, know, Chris, the answer to your question. Did they see the Brandon Miller goat quote yesterday? Of course they did. Come on. Of course they did. Brandon Miller today is just as good a prospect as he was yesterday. <laughs> when Brandon Miller woke up today, he was as just as good at the basketball as he was <laughs> When he woke up yesterday, mm-hmm. what's the difference oh. between yesterday and today? Do we have that soundbite perhaps um, from yesterday? Because that might inform the information and the news of today. Just saying, grinding tape and pounding tables on a draft day is nothing new. Remember, remember when uh, Jim Mora Sr. told us that the Colts were pounding tables and grinding tape on uh, Rich Eisen show um, friend of the program, Ryan Leaf, and uh, Peyton Manning, who I would also say is a friend of the show. Remember they were grinding tape all the way to the end? I, I remember that quote, yeah. So, no, no it makes... Makes sense that they're actually grinding tape and they're having conversations about this or that, but what could be a decisive factor? Do we have that soundbite from yesterday? Uh, yes, go. Roll it. No, we don't? Okay. I don't know where, uh, where our guy Hoskins is right now, but um, we got it. From yesterday when Brandon Miller said that the GOAT of the NBA was not LeBron James. And the interesting thing is, again, he's supposed to be wearing red and black tonight. Right. Michael Jordan, Michael who numbers. still has a say in this. Because he hasn't sold the Charlottes completely yet. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Here's Emma. You said you're wearing black and red at the draft, right? Jordan wore black and red as a member of the Bulls. Here's my question, unrelated to that. You're young. Older people, young people often have this LeBron and Michael conversation. I'm not going to ask you who's the greatest because that's old. But because you've been in Michael's presence and because you grew up liking LeBron, as a young person, do you feel like that conversation is just overdone? No, because I, I actually don't uh, think LeBron is, you know, the go to basketball. I think my go to basketball is Paul George. So, you know, I always grew up watching him, so it's never just LeBron. Right? Now, hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> T.J. Jefferson, I turn to you. Okay. Shouldn't the Clippers go and try and acquire this kid? (laughs) Right. You know, one thing I didn't pick up on yesterday, right, just to try to look at the other side is he he said, my goat, right? So do we give him some liberty? Because for me, my favorite player of all time overlooks me uh, every single day is Dr. J. Like that to me, like Dr. J is my goat. Like, but I don't know that I would say he is the goat. So, I, I don't know, maybe we were too hard on Brandon yesterday? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Now, TJ, what you just said was not only respectful and respectable, but very nuanced and intelligent. Well, he's also and, 19. And, and Exactly. You know, and he's 19, and he's from a different era, and he's contemporary, and absolutely you are 
100% right for saying that. Except, this is sports talk radio. Yeah, what are we doing? We don't have time for that. <laughs> what is your malfunction? Come on. Look, I keeps it real. Throw some, fl- throw some flames over there. Why? I mean, Not everybody wants flames. That's like you're saying he's a 19, 19? Is he 19? I believe he's. Okay. Or he might be older. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, he, he's a, a young pup who is just saying, I love Paul George. He's, he's my favorite. He's 20. He's 20. 20 okay. And you're saying he's a 20-year-old kid. Uh, who's supremely talented and loves Paul George, and he's like, this whole Jordan-LeBron thing? Yeah, it means nothing to me because Paul George is my guy. Yeah, totally understand that. But this is Sports Talk Radio, and we're just going to take that and throw it away and say this kid is undrafted. (laughs) And if Shams is saying, if he's saying the Charlotte Hornets are having second thoughts today, Mm Mm-hmm. That they had only today. <laughs> There's only one okay? reason. It's just, the second thoughts are happening today. It's not as if the seeds were planted on second thoughts. Or there are people in the organization who have liked Scoot Henderson all along, which is another appropriate, nuanced, informed way of talking about this. Because, again, I know from my NFL two decades of covering the NFL for the draft experience, there are scouts who probably in that organization who have known Scoot Henderson since he was like eight, right? Or 10 or 12 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And have loved him and can't believe they have an opportunity to go get him tonight. And they have been pounding the table and twisting arms and telling everybody in the organization, this is the guy. Listen to me. And they've got one last shot, one last meeting to do it, and that meeting is happening maybe as we converse Mm -hmm. on this subject matter. So that said, this is Sports Talk Radio. I just saw this tweet. I'm putting it in a box as if there's no history to it at all. (laughs) And just going to say, there are minds being changed right now based on something last minute, and that last minute is this kid thinking Paul George is the greatest of all time. That's it. Hmm. And I'm 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 going to hang my hat on that. Because isn't that yeah. what I'm supposed to do? We can't, Wait, we can't also, though, Isn't what I'm supposed to do? And, yes, and absolutely. if they don't, and if they do take Brandon Miller, people should be fired? Yep. Right? Yeah. You don't, Shouldn't I do that? Yeah, I think so. Shouldn't I be, should I be yelling at you oh, about it? So Rich, you should we be split? If we have the ability to split, split screen? And you screen. Don't, but you we should be topic barring this. These typical rules of sports we talk radio. That's, bar. The, that's the exact reason that Brockman had to come up with Overreaction Monday that's to right. get you to have <laughs> this type of. So then, then you, no, you, you say I'm dragged kicking and screaming yeah, into hot taking? You don't travel in those. those. You don't travel those roads yourself. I don't. I don't traverse in those waters. Better for you and I for this Right now, for this right now, got to turn my back on you. Just like I turned my back on Brandon Miller yesterday. We need a lower scroll. We need a then another chunky, and then we need a top topic bar. What do you mean a chunky? We need a we need a thick oh, we need a thick guy. By the way, a lower guy, and then we will another never top have that. guy. That's, that's, to that's like where I will never do that. We need TV so then. many We're graphics. Not, this is not like, I'm not Jim Cramer. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, we don't need wow. that, st- that stuff where it's a topic bar on top Kramer, of a bottom line beneath another two box. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. I can't oh, stand that sports us. stuff. Then that's we, that's we, not us. Then we that's need why I don't ticker. typically like sports talk radio because of wild takes. That's All why right. I like your You're approach. just flip me. 
Yes, that's why, I people, love Brandon that's Miller. why people like you, Paul Rich. George is the greatest. <laughs> hey, you take them, I'm going to take Scoot, and I'm going to be great for the next decade. Well, I'll tell you what. Scoot in Lamello. all seriousness, if Brandon, if Brandon Miller drops to the Blazers, 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 does that, again, this is all about what's going on in Damian Lillard's skull True. and what has he communicated to the front office of the Blazers tonight that's either working the phones to say who can we get that is incredibly talented and a veteran in this league for the third overall pick who can you send us that we can look at Damian Lillard and say see we are trying to win right now we are going to try and tread in the waters with the <laughs> Suns and their three-headed monster and the Warriors and their three-headed monster. And, oh, yeah, the Denver Nuggets. We're going to try and compete with them right now so you can stay here and win your trophy right now. And if they take a kid tonight, third overall, how can they look at Damian Lillard and say that? That's what this is about. And is Brandon Miller dropping to them? Some somebody that Lillard like d- does he have a preference over one of these kids? Because it looks like he's going to get one of them as a teammate tonight. For sure. As the Hornets are currently constructed, I think Brandon fits better on their team than Scoot. Right, I agree with that. But you know, Scoot and Lamelo are both you know ball dominant point guards. What does Lavar say? That's all that matters. What's he thinking? Great question. Tonight. Ow! <laughs> Even when I lose, I win. <laughs> Bobby Marks, let's talk to him. Longtime executive and part of ESPN's draft coverage. He's next on this show. <sighs> Thanks for reminding me I have a responsibility in this chair, TJ. That's where you're, you're, you know what? You're the angel. There's the devil over there on my shoulder. <laughs> I've got an angel on my shoulder here. I'm looking at you, TJ. You're, you're the angel. And the devil <laughs> is right there. Devils get clicks, baby. Devils get clicks. <laughs> I think you're working on the wrong network. <laughs> but do the devils get the respect that the angels get? Yeah, the respect can be bought. Can it, though? Like Del Tufo's Instagram followers? <laughs> oh. He's not watching. <laughs> Listen, I'm coming to join you, honey. <laughs> See, this is what happens wow. when you leave the chair. You leave the chair, you leave the room, and people start talking. Whoa. I need to calm down. God, if you're listening, help. I don't have everything ready. Uh, yes. Where did you answer your question? Yes. Where did you just pull that from? Like, huh? where did you throw that uh, from? Uh, from about 20 minutes before the show. Yeah, pre show conversation. <laughs> Wow. Was that before even TJ that walked in? That, that, yeah, that might have been Okay. Pretty, yeah, oh, so that's why it's like, pretty, where did that come yeah. from? Yeah. It was just me, Feller, and, and Rich for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. It's so a, you're, you're free and clear. Don't worry. It's a combo that's been had. Oh, well. okay. Uh, I know you're recycling material on me. I had no idea that was dating. 